Uh, Acts chapter 1, uh, beginning in verse 1, the first 11 verses, uh, hear the word of God. In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, Will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the season that the Father has fixed by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Grass withers and the flower fades, uh, but the word of the Lord uh, endures forever. And we pray that it would uh, among us. I find this a very strange opening uh, to the book of Acts. Because it opens with Jesus leaving. Right, the, the central figure, the, the central figure and the founder of Christianity, who all the things that he's going to go on to talk about, are, the one who all of this is about, it starts off with him going away. And in kind of a strange way, right? Now, there's a lot of uh, strange uh, beliefs uh, in Christianity, if you're familiar with it. Uh, so you may have forgotten how strange they are. If you're not familiar with it, whenever you hear someone say it, you're like, you know, that's weird. Um, for some people, just the idea that there is a God who created everything and rules all, everything feels really strange. Uh, but then you start talking about uh, that there was uh, a, a person who came and was born uh, from a virgin. Like, um, uh, uh, I don't know, right? Um, really, really, really strange. And then along with that, that person who we're speaking of, Jesus, was not only fully human, but he was also a fully God at the same time. I cannot wrap my brain around how strange that is. And, and that this man who was fully man and fully uh, God died. Can a God-man die? Like, has that, well, Yes. Um, and on the third day, he was raised to life 
new, a new kind of life where he was uh, uh, still really physically alive, but alive in a sense where he could never uh, die again, uh, raised up by the Father to an immortal uh, life that he says he will share with his people. And then here, one of these other uh, basic things, this is like in the Apostles' Creed, we talk about he ascended into heaven, right? So a basic truth of Christianity, this Really strange thing that he's, he's there with his disciples for 40 uh, days after being raised, and then he's just taken up into the clouds, right? Um, and you get at the end of these verses, the disciples are, are gawking, uh, looking up, going, I mean, I thought I'd seen it all, right? Um, here's our Lord raised, but now here he is just going up into the sky right in front of us until he's hidden by the, by the clouds. It's a really strange, strange things. Uh, and a strange opening to a book about Jesus and about uh, what comes from him in the, in the church and the, and the growth of Christianity. Um, it's, a, it's a strange way maybe to, to open the book, uh, but it's done for a reason. Um, and the question that you're to ask as you hear this is, is why? Uh, the question we'll look at as we go through this is why. Why did Jesus leave? Why does the book start with, with Jesus leaving? What's the, what's the reason behind it? Why is, why is it happening? Now, you're all familiar with leaving. Uh, you've watched people leave. You've left places, maybe come back different times uh, before. And, but the, the reason why someone leaves can make a big difference. Right? You might just be having a conversation with someone, and then uh, they leave. And it can be just fine because they have class that started in five minutes and you knew that when you were talking to them and then they left. And you're like, you're not hurt, you're not offended, uh, it's fine, right? Uh, but there could be another time where someone leaves and you feel dejected and hurt. Or maybe you're frustrated because maybe they left because they were mad at you and it just stays with you for a while, right? The reason that it happens matters. Um, maybe you lose a roommate after a while, like your roommate moves out. It could be totally understandable because the you know, finances or they flunked out of classes and you kind of feel for them. Or it could be that you've been like grading on each other for the past like however many months uh, and finally they had enough and they're out, right? Um, the reason why someone leaves matters. Uh, a lot of you have seen how people leave in your family. Uh, you've seen affairs uh, and adultery and, um, and divorce. And then you deal with what, what does family look like now? Um, feel abandoned. Feel, feel rejected. Where's the connection? How do I uh, put these uh, things together? Not that all leaving's bad, right? Like you've left and come to college. Uh, hopefully it's been a good start to you. Hopefully you're still uh, excited about it. Some of y'all are getting near the end of your time in college and you're looking back on it and reflecting in it. Um, but listen, even like, your, even like your mom who's home right now who misses you and is wondering what you're doing and is going to text you later, like, did you go to that Bible study? And um, Like even your mom who's missing you, she's glad that you're gone right now. Uh, she's glad that, you're, that you left, uh, even though she hates it. Um, and that you're moving forward in your life and, and what's happening. She's excited uh, for what's coming for you. So we come here to the book of Acts and Jesus is leaving. Why? Uh, why does Jesus leave? Uh, what's going on here? So we're going to look at three different sides of that question or three answers to that question as you see uh, in this passage. Um, uh, <clears throat> why uh, does he leave and, and, and why or how that affects us? What does that matter for how we live and what we do? Um, but I'll at least give you this much of a hint before we get into each of those uh, three things. Um, 
to, to Jesus' very last, uh, last, the last words of Jesus in Matthew's gospel, same occasion of the ascension and Jesus telling his disciples, uh, given the, the great commission, right? Go into all nations. Um, same things here. And these are the very last words in Matthew's gospel. And, and behold, Jesus says, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. It's a way that maybe doesn't make sense, but does. Uh, Jesus left uh, saying, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That's part of why uh, he left. Uh, so first this, uh, Jesus left to continue. If you're like logical, like to follow along on the points, that's the first point uh, we're looking at from the passage uh, tonight. Uh, Jesus left uh, to continue. Uh, maybe, maybe saying to continue is too weak. Jesus left to, to advance. He left to extend uh, his kingdom. He left to further uh, his mission of, of, uh, of saving his people from their sins, of making a way of restoring uh, humanity to relationship with God. He left to continue uh, his work of making all things new and making all things right. And this was a part of it. And so uh, it begins with him uh, leaving. Uh, Florida State uh, football fans uh, this year are a little, some a little confused, a little conflicted, trying to figure out how they, how they feel about things. Uh, a lot of folks were really excited for Jameis Winston to, to go ahead and leave. Right, we love Jameis Winston, but we got a lot of press, maybe a lot of bad press along there uh, with it. And so a lot of folks were still, even if they love their Knowles, we're still glad to see Jameis Winston go ahead and leave. But now they're going, what's the year look like? What's the team going to be like? Who's going to be leading the team? How's our quarterback situation going to play out? What are these first games going to show? Right? How does, this, how does this happen? What does it look like? What's the significance of this leading? Um, all right, Jesus is leaving is not just him going on to the next level and other, uh, like the pro level or the next like important things. He's done his stuff here and now like he's got other things to do and he's leaving us behind. All right, something very uh, different and more uh, going on here. Uh, in fact, uh, if you're familiar with the, with the New Testament or if you're not familiar with the New Testament, Acts uh, is the, it's the second volume of Luke's gospel. I got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right? Luke uh, uh, writes the Gospel of Luke is volume one, and, and Acts is volume two of the same thing. So at the beginning of Luke, he starts describing uh, what this thing is that he's writing, and he's writing it to this man called Theophilus. Um, explains that he's laying out what all happened about this Jesus. And so here, as he starts volume two, you hear that it's volume two. He says, in the first book, we would say, in the Gospel of Luke, in the first book of Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach. Right, so he's describing the gospel uh, of Luke and saying it, it was about all that Jesus began to do and teach. And this follows on that same thing. So he kind of takes the end of uh, Luke and, and says here's what happened uh, and then carries it, carries it on forward. And there's several things in the text that are giving you the indicator here um, that Jesus' work is continuing and that Jesus is continuing his work. Um, like this, that, that it, all that Jesus began to do and teach. And so the rest of the book of Acts is about what Jesus continues to do and to teach. Uh, but he continues to do it as ascended uh, Lord uh, reigning from heaven and through his spirit among his people. But all the things that happen from this chapter all the way through, really in, in Christianity, are the things that Jesus continued to do and to teach. Um, 
Um, it was obvious, if you think about it, that the impact of his being alive after suffering, uh, suffering that was suffering uh, punishment and rejection from God for sinners, like in our place. But there he was vindicated on the other side and alive from it and showing them that they could feel his side and touch his hands and know and see and eat with them and hear the, the scriptures explain that him is raised from the dead as our hope that the impact of that would go on and on. That it's forward looking and forward moving. It's continuing. But as Jesus leaves, he leaves to continue that work. Let me see if I can kind of get you to, to, to wrap your minds around the significance of it with a, with a what if question. Right? Um, a what-if question, kind of get your creative energy going a little bit. Use your imagination, think about what things are like, right? What if Jesus had never left? He's raised uh, to newness of life, an immortal uh, life. He's fully God, fully man, uh, in the flesh, uh, raised new as Lord. But instead of this passage happening in the ascension, what if Jesus never left? Uh, and he is still, like for the past two, almost 2,000 years, he'd been uh, just going around different places in the globe, continuing to do and to teach and proclaim the kingdom of God. I don't know that you can get like the imagination. Like, that's crazy, right? That's crazy. You could, like, so when you're like following Jesus on Twitter, it could actually be the real Jesus, right? Saying same different things. Um, you wouldn't need to come to RUF. You could just periscope in to wherever Jesus is, is teaching that night, right? Somewhere. Um, you could maybe have Jesus come to FSU, uh, come to Tallahassee, and think about the folks that would come, uh, the questions they would ask him to line up and feel his side and touch uh, his hands. Is this, this really asking questions about history, asking questions about theology, asking questions about who God is and what we do? Like if Jesus was still, uh, like think of all the impact that that can make. Think about the people who doubt the, uh, the veracity of, of what's Jesus real and do these things matter. If Jesus was there in the flesh and you could go see him, you could hear his mouth speak about it. Jesus didn't leave to do less than that. Uh, Jesus left in order to do more. In order to accomplish uh, more of the work of the gospel and the kingdom uh, going out for us, for Tallahassee, and for the world by going away than if he had stayed present physically on the earth. Like, I maybe, really? Like, but if I, could, if I could go to where Jesus was teaching, if I could touch then... Uh, but really, this is this. Right, put it this way. Maybe this helps to get there. Um, when did Christianity really get going? Um, when, did, when did the church uh, start or, or grow and really begin to thrive? Uh, because when Jesus was, I mean, yes, some people followed Jesus around for a little while, right? Um, big groups of people were hungry at times and came to him and were healed of things and were very interested in what he was saying uh, until he was handed over and betrayed and delivered up uh, to be crucified and then almost nobody. Um, and after he died, his disciples were depressed and confused and frustrated and walking home dejected. Going, he, I don't understand. He wasn't who he thought he was. Things aren't happening this way and, and giving up on all of it. Um, and when did things change? When did the disciples uh, start to get it? Uh, after Jesus goes away. After Jesus goes away and sends his spirit and then the church begins to grow. 
uh, not even by tens and by hundreds, but by thousands. And it goes to places where people hadn't heard uh, of these things before. And they're receiving it. And the word uh, grows in abundance, and it carries all the way through Acts, and it carries through uh, the history of, of the world. Um, and, and the influence of Christianity, if you want to put it as a world uh, religion. Um, all because Jesus left to continue. Uh, to continue his work by going away. Um, but you can take Jesus' word for it. Um, John 16, uh, verse 7. It's on your little sheet there. Printed for you. It's an extra verse there. Um, you can hear from Jesus' mouth. This is on the night before he was betrayed. The upper room discourses in John. And what he says uh, to his followers is, he's telling them about that he's going to be going away. And he says, nevertheless, I tell you. Um, it's like, really, no, this is actually true. Uh, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Uh, it is to your advantage that I go away. And they're like, it is, it's to their advantage. It's better, for them, it's better for us, it's better for God's people for Jesus to go away. And the passage goes on to say, because he will send, another will come. The helper will come unto them. And he will teach them even about Jesus. We know Jesus more through the Spirit. He says it's better uh, that he goes away. Uh, Jesus left uh, to continue. When you're not sure what to believe about who Jesus is, about uh, what the Bible says, and you wish you could actually touch Jesus aside or hear uh, from the scripture, it's better for you that Jesus went away. When you're frustrated and confused, when some of your ugly desires are exposed and you don't know how to get rid of them and you don't know how to make things right, it's better for you that Jesus went away. Um, because he left to continue his work uh, within you. Um, when you're lonely and hurting, uh, Jesus is still advancing his work and advancing uh, his kingdom. Jesus left to continue so far from just abandoning us and leaving it behind. Jesus left to advance uh, his work, to advance uh, the gospel. Jesus left to continue. Uh, secondly, he left uh, to send. Right, why did Jesus leave? He left uh, to sin. It tells us some of the, the how uh, behind uh, how he continues uh, his work, the how behind why he, he left. Uh, he left to sin. He left to sin particularly to send the Holy Spirit uh, and to send his people as witnesses uh, throughout the world. He left to send the Holy Spirit and to send his, his followers uh, as witnesses. Uh, when Jesus is, is leaving, what does he tell them? In this passage, what does he keep telling them? He tells them to wait. Don't leave Jerusalem. Stay. Wait. There's more that's happening and everything matters and hinges on that. We'll see uh, more about uh, Pentecost uh, next week as we look at this. Uh, we see in verse uh, 4, in verse 8, uh, he says to them, While staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Uh, he says, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And in verse 8, he tells them, um, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Uh, he leaves in order to, to sin, to send the Spirit and to send his witnesses. Especially hear this phrase, um, the promise of the Father. He says, wait, uh, and the promise of the Father uh, will come to you. That, that phrase, promise of the Father, is just uh, full, full of meaning. 
right? It's, it's saying this, that the, all the expectations of people throughout, uh, of God's people throughout history in the Old Testament, uh, all that they long for, for a Messiah, for, for, uh, for, for, for God's promises, for relationship with him, uh, all that God, uh, his father, promised to his people, he's saying that begins to come uh, in the spirit. And as he's saying, the very fullness of the blessing of God's promise itself uh, becomes uh, in the Spirit of God, right? The, the Old Testament covenant uh, promises God will be our God and we will be uh, his people. It comes by God himself uh, coming to us, uh, coming with us, present in us uh, by uh, the Spirit. The fullness of, of, of blessing is what Jesus sends. Uh, he sends the very the, the, the first fruits, the down payment of the very fullness of blessing. The Holy Spirit's the first installment of it. And John 16 talks about uh, the Spirit as the helper, uh, the one who is present with us but to help us. is who Jesus gives uh, to us, the, the presence of Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit himself uh, with us. Several uh, years ago, um, I think before I was in college, my brother and I, um, one of my older brothers, went backpacking up in North Carolina. I used to live more up that way, but I love uh, being in the mountains. And we were doing an overnight uh, backpacking trip and um, the, after that first night, we're getting going uh, in the morning, and I didn't ever see this happen. He was in front of me, stepping over a log or something, had a, had a stick that he was uh, walking with. Uh, but out of the brush, a uh, snake jumped up, uh, bit him right under the knee, uh, and then in a flash was off and gone. I'm behind him. I just see him like jump up and then start yelling. I'm like, what's going on? He was saying there's a snake. Uh, don't see it. And he's like, we've got to find it because he didn't know. Was it poisonous? Was it not poisonous? Um, and I really had to go like, All right, what do we do? Um, this, this was pre-cell phone days. And we were probably in an era, area where you wouldn't have gotten cell phone reception anyway. Uh, miles and miles, like a few hours from where, even hiking from where someone was going to uh, pick us up later in the day. And I'm going, what do I do if he just got bit, bit by a snake? Um, now listen, my brother's fine. He ended up being fine. Uh, then it, uh, something like it was a dry bite, like the fangs went in, but they didn't inject any yeah. venom. Um, and we don't really know what kind of snake it was, but his leg didn't end up swelling up. Uh, we stayed together, tried hiking back, and we kept watching, like waiting for him to like get sweaty and start fainting, and we were okay. Uh, but it made me think about that kind of situation. Like, what, what do you, what do you do? Like, do I do I just leave him there and go run for help? Do I stay with him, but I can't do anything? Um, so put it this way: if you were hiking uh, with a friend uh, in, the, in the woods, and you're the one who gets bit by a snake. Um, if your friend just all of a sudden takes off running as soon as you get bit by the snake, right? What, you're like, dude, I mean, maybe you're scared of getting bit by the snake, but I just got bit by a snake. Come back. Like, stay with me. I'm not going to die alone. Um, right? Um, if, on the other hand, you know that they're sprinting away because they're going to go get help, and they know uh, where the ranger station is and the snake bite kits that they have here. And they're going to be back within 30 minutes and they're just taking off running and they're coming back. Because if they stayed with you, what could they do, right? Like, ooh, does it hurt? Is it like getting, ooh, what? You know, like, what do you do? They're going to like pick you up, carry you out. Um, but if you know that help's coming, you're encouraged, right, to wait. There's something more that's there. 
As Jesus sends his spirit, it's not one or the other. There's a sense that it's both. Jesus leaves in order to send his spirit, the helper who is God with us. Jesus himself comes to us and it's the spirit. The Holy Spirit is also the spirit of Christ. So Jesus stays present with us. I'm with you always to the end of the age. As he sends the one who is the helper. Uh, who works within you so that the gospel makes sense, uh, to move you from darkness into light, to teach you the the meaning of what uh, Christ says. Uh, It's both. He leaves uh, to send his spirit. Jesus leaves uh, to take his place at the right hand of the God as ascended Lord over everything, having all authority in heaven and earth granted to him. And he sends the spirit of God uh, to his people to be present with us and to help us and to work uh, in us. As he sends his spirit, uh, he also sends uh, his followers as his witnesses in the world. As you will receive power uh, when the spirit comes, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and all the end of the earth. Some of you right now, you're like, you're like bracing for it, right? You're bracing for it because you're already kind of worried. It's the beginning of the semester here. We're told, uh, here's the witnesses, and I've already met my roommate, and I think they know I'm a Christian. I haven't like forced things on them yet, but I've, you've been worrying about them. You've what, or like relationships with other people that you met in your class and you sat in class all day and like you didn't share the gospel with anyone. There's all these people that you walked by. Maybe they didn't know. And, and you're worried, like you're feeling the guilt of that. Or maybe you're already weighed up under the, under the shame of having not talked to someone or, or wanting to. Um, listen, this is a beautiful thing. Jesus says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes, right? God's power comes to to help us. So so whatever Jesus calls you to do, he also gives you the ability and the power to be able to to do it. Um, Maybe that's sharing things with your roommate. Maybe that's hard stuff that he's going to have you walk through. Uh, But God himself, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, is present with you to give you the power to walk you through the things that he has you going through. And it's enough for you. And it's okay. Um, and being told that you're to be witnesses isn't to make you like guilty and shamed of like, how do I talk? Okay, now I've got to like shove the gospel uh, down their throat. It should mean that you care about them, that you want them to, to know things. Uh, but listen, being a witness is, is like, it's a simple thing. I know we talk about evangelism, we make stuff really complicated. Uh, being a witness is a simple thing. Being a witness just means like saying that what you know is true is true. Witness in a court, what what actually is true? Well, I don't know everything. I didn't see all the different angles. But here's here's what I know. Here's what I saw. Here's what I experienced. Uh, Here's what happened to me. Um, And if you're a believer, if God has taken his hand on you, if he's drawn you to himself, you have something to testify about. Um, The the truth of what he's done in you and the truth of what he's done in, in history. And it's just as simple as saying the true things are, are, are true. Um, and maybe that means, yes, talking to your roommate and saying, hey, do you know this? I want you. Um, but, but it doesn't always look like just cramming things down someone's throat. It also looks like just actually living and being and speaking like these things matter. Um, so if you have a relationship with your roommate, I hope you like know your roommate's name. Um, meet some of the people in your apartment complex. Um, and have real relationship with people. And if you also have a relationship with Jesus, then it makes sense that sometimes you speak about Jesus while you are talking to them and you talk about them sometime when you're speaking to Jesus, right? 
Um, it should be a natural way for things to, to work. There's an article I just read today. Um, I'll, I'll put it out in the Facebook group uh, tomorrow. I really encourage you to, to read it called A Humble Evangelism. Um, and he talks about it this way, not in terms of just us. Uh, uh, so often it feels like evangelism is us pushing our beliefs on someone else. It feels really hard for us to do and unsure, and other people don't usually appreciate that a lot. And he talks about a different way of coming and, and saying to someone, hey, can, can I like share with you my story, which also involves my struggles uh, and my weaknesses and my need of Jesus. And who he's been for me. Because this is a significant part of who I am. And I, would, I care about you and I would love for you to know that. Um, and he says, when he does that, and it's a little awkward, and, but someone's interested and willing to hear that. Instead of, have, for them, instead of them having to push back, they're actually drawn in. Right? It's just as simple as being, being a witness. Um, testifying to the truth of who God really is, what he's really done I knew and really caring about people. And Jesus left in order to send his spirit and to send his people from Jerusalem out to Judea and Samaria and, and all the ends of the earth. And how the gospel got to you is, unless you're from Jerusalem, is that this is the pattern of how he's worked. And that it continues to go out through the world, through his people, because he's working. Jesus left in order uh, to send, to send the fullness of blessing uh, in the Spirit, and then to actually draw us in and involve us in the very work that he's doing. Um, it's an awesome thing. I usually, you know, I get nervous at RUF, I get nervous for the first RUF uh, especially. I get nervous any week speaking before people, but, uh, and certainly the whole like first week I'm nervous. But I woke up this morning and this is just uh, God's grace. Normally I would be like, this is not done, that's not done. I still have to get these things done on the sermon. Like how this is going to go. Um, and God's grace in working this passage, uh, one of the first things that I thought was, um, I kind of worried about this. Jesus, is, Jesus left and he's on his throne and he gets to draw me into his work. And he knows how to get his job done. It's going to be all right. I may bum. Y'all may get tired. There may be too, too wordy. Too many. Uh, Jesus knows how to get his work done, and it's, it's him. It's him that I'm looking to. It's him that I want you to look to. He left in order to send the fullness of blessing in his spirit uh, and even to work uh, through that in you. And he draws us into that work. And you get to step into it uh, with joy, sometimes with sorrow, for what he does. Uh, lastly, uh, Jesus left not only to continue and advance his work, not only to send, uh, but also Jesus left to return. Um, this has to be my favorite part of the passage um, because Jesus leaves and the disciples are like, <laughs> they're just like, like jaw down, mouth open, you know, they're like just walk, like, like can't take their eyes off him. Jesus just like was standing there talking to him, and now he's like going. I don't even know what it looked like. Like going up into the sky, like so. And then the cloud comes by. They're like, "He's still there. Where is he going?" <laughs> right. um, and then these angels are there, and they're like, "Men of Galilee, why are you gawking at the sky?" Uh, right. And you got to imagine for the disciples is like, oh, "This guy that we knew just went up into the sky. How can we not be gawking at the sky?" Um, Jesus just left. What's going on here? Uh, but to, the, to the angels, they're like, 
Jesus has been telling you this. And he's told you that he's leaving. He's told you that he's coming back. He's told you the work that, it, that he's doing and what you're to wait for. And why are you worried? And why are you gawking and going, what in the world's going on? It's exactly what he told you would go on. Um, and the Je- this Jesus uh, whom you've seen go up into heaven will come back in the very same way as you saw him go up into heaven. Right? Jesus is going to return. And just a couple of things that means is one, that all the things that we hope for and long for of being present with Jesus, like if Jesus was actually in Tallahassee and you could go to him and you could speak to him and you could relate, like that Jesus is going to come back. He's going to make all things new and all things right. And Jesus will be physically uh, present with us in glory. And we get to be present uh, even physically, spiritually, bodily uh, with him in glory. And those, this, this right to long for those things. Uh, sometimes it's hard to be here and to be waiting, and it's right to long for those things that he's going to be coming back. And the Jesus and the disciples right now are like, this is my good friend, this is the one who I'm giving my life, this is the one who I'm following, and he's just leaving, and he's gone, and they're feeling this abandonment that he's saying, you know, he's coming back. Everything he's doing, he's doing for you, and he's coming back uh, to you, and you will be with him again. This isn't the end. Even of being physically present with Jesus, that's awesome. Promise the gospel that you get to be uh, present with him. Uh, but also that there's more that Jesus is doing uh, that he draws us into. And so the disciples are to wait. And in waiting, they get to see and experience uh, the beginning of the fullness of blessing of the Spirit. And they get to watch the church uh, grow. They get, to, uh, they, get, they get to be thrown in prison and persecuted uh, and, and see Jesus at work in the middle of that. And he continues to draw you into that. Why did Jesus leave? He left to take up throne and dominion and rule all authority in heaven and on earth and to continue to advance the work of the kingdom and the gospel for you, uh, for FSU, for Tallahassee, uh, and to draw you into it. So I want to end with a different what if question. Uh, not what if Jesus never left. Uh, But what if, as Acts is telling us really happened, uh, Jesus left and is continuing his work, constantly advancing the gospel? What if, to use your imagination, creative energy, and understanding that Jesus is reigning now uh, by his spirit uh, among you? What difference does that make in your life? What difference does that make among the community of RUF and what we can be? Uh, What difference does that make among uh, believers on this campus? What difference does it make for Florida State University, for FAMU, for TCC, for Tallahassee? That Jesus is present and working. He continues uh, his work. So it's a strange thing that it opens with the founder of Christianity leaving with everything else about what comes from it. Uh, Because it's a strange thing that Jesus continues to be with you always, even to the end of the age.